You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Pumped that you're here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Truly grateful. Uh, I I can't help but start and say, whoa, this is going to be a wild one. And this is going to be the one that everyone's been waiting for. Buckle up. (laughs) You, you, we've been talking about a lot of the things that we talk about in this episode with Jerry for so long. You know, that's dimensions, that that's light language, that's healing, that's aliens. And this is that episode. And it's one of a few that we have upcoming to really quench our thirst, yeah, quench our alien thirst. And I don't know. I feel like it's coming at the right time, right before some interesting activity. I mean, <laughs> prayers. <laughs> um, but we know you, you all are so curious. You know, we hear you having conversations in the Facebook group and whatnot, just about, you know, whether it's consciousness or aliens or anything like that. And we just want to reiterate that this is a safe space to explore those things, yes. you know, like, because it is a part of who we are. Yeah. You know, we are beings that are, as Krista has explained before on the podcast, hybrid. So you know, it's important that we explore these things too, as well as like 3D. Yeah. It's one of those things like, as with everything that we do, this is an offering. This is an offering for learning. This is an offering for exploration. And this is an offering for like everything for you to say, hmm, does this resonate with me? Yes or no? Yes. Cool. Onward. No? Cool. Next episode. So, you know, that is just like the whole motto of of this. And so much of life is really taking in what feels good for you, what feels resonant for you. And uh, for me and my alien journey, it's it's been a few years of really just digging into it. And once you really understand, like, and, and I sound condescending when I say that, <laughs> once you really understand, once you guys really understand the world. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it that, but it's like, if you start to understand quantum physics and just more of the truth of the progress that we've made in science as it relates to the universe, then you can really understand the possibility and probability of aliens existing in the world and on earth. But yeah, this one's a good one. It is like so juicy. And before this, we had a healing. Yes. With Jerry, which was wild. We had never met Jerry before. We had heard about Jerry and had heard about Star Magic, his company, and I didn't know what to expect. Same. Our healings were crazy. <laughs> Wait, our healings were so crazy because like this is what always happens. We so should we're describe like, them because we don't go into detail yes. in this episode okay. about that. So we're so in the healing, it was almost like Reiki in a way where we're laying in a very meditative state. We're laying on opposite sides of our couch. So Lindsay's on one side, I'm on the other. And, you know, it felt like Reiki. It felt like energy work happening. And I felt like it was profound. I felt really yeah. good after. I felt really clear. But he, he was like, 
at the end of the session, he was giving us our feedback and I was like, oh, is there anything with, with us? You know, I was like, is there anything with me? And he's like, oh yeah, there's a little girl in a blue bonnet. <laughs> and every healer, if you guys listen, knows my little, my future spirit is always with us. Or maybe it's, maybe it's like a version of myself that I've left behind. Mm. Who knows? Something like that. So there's always a little girl with me, as creepy as that sounds. And then Lindsay was like, oh, who's with me? And he's like, oh, you've got like a Pleiadian alien like Lindsay and had all the Arct- cool things Arcturian yeah something Lindsay had dope things I was like, and I, I had like a little baby no. bonnet <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty profound I saw a oh yeah a past life where there was a sister like my sister in a past life had stabbed me in the back and there was like this ominous figure of like my sister kind of weird in a bonnet. Yeah. Like it was kind of the shadow and she was in a bonnet holding a basket. And I knew she had just like hurt me and stabbed me in the back. So that was like really interesting to think about. I'm trying to think of other past lives. He said in past lives to- we, were, um, we were like pirates or something. He said that we were both trying to take something out of something. So we were rebel pirates in some sort of capacity and that we had done many lifetimes together. We had a dragon with us. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So dragons can exist, I guess, in parallel realities. And he said he had a dragon protecting us, which I need to activate yeah, that we, dragon right now. Literally right now. <laughs> right mm-hmm. this second. And yeah, it was it, also to the chains was really, I had a bunch of collars on, you know, because in many lives I had been held back from speaking my truth and I had been um, restricted from speaking my truth. So I had been, I had collars put on me in other lives. Mm-hmm. So he removed a lot of, a, lo- a lot of the collars from my neck, which yeah. sounds sexy, but it actually was like hard. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, you know, in describing these types of healings that he does, he does in-person and remote healings. He'll he'll heal people like from across the world, but his story is fucking crazy. But he was saying that like there is this, you know, and, and kind of what we hear in therapy, this reprogramming of what like the subconscious of your body is experiencing and constantly reverting back to. And he's like, once you learn the like, light codes in order to reprogram, quote unquote, it's very easy, right? So he's slowly but surely training people in these different types of light codes and healings. And his company, as I mentioned before, I don't, company sounds weird to say because it's so much more, but it's called Star Magic Healing, starmagichealing.com. They have a beautiful meditation library. You can become a member and of course the healings and they do when we can do events, they have events around mm-hmm. the world. But yeah, Jerry's story is insane. so wild. I would say in his past life, but in his life, he was a criminal. So he would, mm, yes. he would smuggle drugs and guns and that's it what was, we highlight over here criminals yeah. and alien <laughs> criminals and aliens and rob banks and yes. he had this wild awakening, awakening. and you're going to hear all about it in this episode it's crazy it's crazy a good, it's a good one um, we're so excited for you guys to listen we're really also excited about the merch that is now available on the website today merch is happening slow fashion recyclable packaging um, all of the good things made by a female founded company here in LA and we're just pumped it's been doing so well you guys look so good in it and we are really really grateful it felt like a dream come true for us to do this um, retreat is popping off uh, we are so excited to see you guys in Malibu in August. It's going to be really powerful and 
you know, on the website, we have all the precautions that we're taking from a safety perspective to make sure everyone is safe. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review the show. It means the world to us. And please join the secret Facebook group. It's an incredible community, a place where we meet and talk and support one another. And if you haven't already, follow our Almost 30 Nation Instagram, as well as our main account, Almost 30 Podcast. That's where we highlight people in our community uh, who are just, everyone's so incredible. So Shara, our community manager, has just done such a great job to cultivate the programming on that Instagram and really just make not only our community, but also the ambassador program itself just so beautiful. Yeah. And something we love so much. It's so powerful. And then secret Facebook group, come chill. Yeah, we love you. We love you. Um, Thank you again, Jerry Sargent, for joining us. Again, it's starmagichealing.com. And we'll see you on the other side. See you soon. I just did a update and an overhaul to my supplements and y'all, I got a big fat box of Symbiotica and I am just so excited. They're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. All of their formulas are backed by science and their supplements only contain clean plant-based ingredients without toxins or harmful chemicals. This is so important. The supplement industry has gotten to be a little wacky and wild out there. And so you have to trust the brands that you invest in. We have been working with Symbiotica for a few years now and for good reason, uh, I am obsessed with their quality. I am obsessed with their delivery systems. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, And I just love their diverse range of different supplements uh, that they offer. So it's cold and flu season over here. So I'm trying to keep my immunity in tip-top shape. I've been taking Symbiotica's liposomal vitamin C. I have the packets that I take every single day and this formula uses liposomal delivery. So the body does really like loves a liposomal delivery. It absorbs the nutrients and uh, allows the body to reap all of the benefits. Since it has biotin, the vitamin C, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients, it's also improved other areas like my skin, hair, and nail growth, which has been awesome. I also take the magnesium L-threonate. This is an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood-brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being by increasing brain levels of magnesium. Super yummy too. It has like a vanilla cream flavor. Sometimes I'll put it on like yogurt and and like something yummy like that. But again, this liposomal delivery system makes it easy to carry around with you, easy to take at any moment. Um, And I'm just absolutely obsessed. If you want to give them a try, there's no better time than right now, baby. You can go to symbiotica.com and use the code almost30. You're going to get 20% off site-wide, which is a pretty amazing discount. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com and use the code almost30 for 20% off site-wide. Something that I really love is my sweet cats, Fuji and Ugi. They are so meaningful to me. And I know if you love your animals too, that your pet is one of a kind. So is their journey in life. So while every playful moment is a memory in the making, sometimes our cats and dogs are a little too good at getting into trouble. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help get you the pet care that they may need. The ASPCA Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. 
It allows you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's actually really simple. So you can use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash almost 30. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash almost 30. Again, that's ASPCA petinsurance.com slash almost 30. That's almost three zero. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The SPCA is not an insurer and not engaged in the business of insurance. What would you suggest, I guess, for a lot of the people that are listening that, that are feelers and are intuitive in a way should we be shutting that part off or listening to it more or, or what do you think? Both. Yeah. You can't just say one thing fits every single human being because some people are really, really empathic. And if they're switched on all the time, they're just going to get sucked dry. And we see that all the time. People are just kind of energyless. You know, they just can't go out, couldn't go to the cinema or to a restaurant or to whatever because they're just getting drained left, right and center. So I think you've got to flip in and out. You've got to get that balance for who you are as a human. You've got to find what works for you. Same as nutrition, same as everything. You've got to get that balance, you know? What would you say to people who are scared of it? Scared of what? Scared of, you know, whether it's the empathic feelings or scared of maybe if they see or hear, um, whether it's spirit or energy. Um, how would you kind of guide them to explore it in a way that they'll be able to metabolize it? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Again, everybody's different. Um, I mean, first of all, in every single situation, you get to choose level fear. And most people are bouncing around in their heads. And there's a 0.25 second window between stimulus and response. So if you're bouncing around in your head with all these thoughts, thinking about all of these bullshit things that go on inside your head, and you see something, boom, you're going to react and go into fear. So it's about kind of conditioning people and training people to be here in their hearts and to live from this space. And then when you're here and you're living on that frequency of unconditional love 24-7, you start to create space between you and everything that's happening in your environment. And that in alone is massively transformational because you start to create space between you and any kind of potential triggers, whether it's metaphysical or physical. They can just start to see it and observe it and take an observational standpoint and not let it trigger them. So you can use that in, a, in, your, in the physical 3D reality with other people and you can use it in the spirit world too. But there are other ways of training people too to kind of see energy, feel energy, get accustomed and acclimatized to energy. Yeah, and remove the fear from it. Yeah, I mean, fear is a choice. But the problem is with a lot of people is they're addicted to the fear or they're addicted to the trauma or the guilt or the rejection or the anxiety or whatever it is because the body likes the chemicals that the brain produces when something traumatic or something negative happens. So if someone has a traumatic event in their life, then the longer the refractory period goes on for, which is the kind of point in time of when the original trauma happened to when they kind of 
stop thinking about it or whatever it could be. They could be stewing on it for 14 days or three months or seven years or whatever it is. The longer that refractory period goes on for, the deeper that trauma is embedded within the person's cells, in their DNA, in their consciousness. And it's harder to kind of release. So the body becomes more and more addicted like a crackhead or a cocaine addict. Mm. Completely. So you've got to retrain the body. Yeah. Because the body becomes the master. Yeah. And there's, I want to talk about so much there too, but I just want to open up and talk about meeting you and our session, you know, just to like lay the foundation for the community. And then also talk about your story before we go into like some of the amazing things that I wanted to get into, because there's so much that you do that I'm really excited to, to hear your thoughts and opinions on. But we were connected to you and we had a session a week ago, right? Mm-hmm. And within your session, you know, it was a session with both Lindsay and I, a healing session, and it was really profound. So I would like to talk about, you know, what you're doing in your healing, what sort of things you're channeling or how you protect yourself. And then we can talk about sort of what we saw in our healing and then um, go from there. Okay. Like what's your process? Like how do you get into the zone and what do you do to heal? Cause people are like, people are really familiar with like Reiki healing or like energy work or acupuncture. So I'd love to hear about your process for healing. Okay. So first thing that I'll do in every single healing session is take some nice long deep breaths and then just drop into the space of my heart. So just access that frequency of love. And then from there I ask a question and it's the same question in every single healing session. And that question is, please show me something I don't know to help me facilitate the healing of this incredible human being. And then by asking that question, you open yourself up to an infinite sea of possibility. A lot of people think, well, okay, I've been trained in this modality. It has a structure. So as soon as I start, I must put my hands on the crown chakra or the the pineal gland, or I've got to use these symbols and I've got to run the energy like this. But we don't work like that. Ours is like a game. So we ask that question and then we see what the universe presents to us. We then work with the information that's in the space. So if you look at disease or injury, or illness as a symptom. And then you look at the trigger, which could be a past life, a parallel reality, something from from childhood as the cause. All you've got to do is remove the cause and the symptom disappears. So the body is a communication device and it lets us know when something's out of alignment. And all you've got to do is find what created that misalignment. So what we do is we look at the information in the empty space, which is usually code. So it could be geometrical code. It could appear in in the form of pictures and symbols. And then what we do is we change the imagery. We change the code. So if you look at the human body as a laptop, and that laptop's plugged into a hard drive, the hard drive could be a parallel reality or three parallel realities that are creating trauma, feeding that information stream into the human being's biological computer, their brain, and they're running these subconscious patterns, which creates the symptom. So what we do is we go in and we find the information that's stored on the hard drive and unplug it. And then they can't access that information anymore. We then plug in a new hard drive with new data, new information, new code, new streams of of, of light and information flow into into the biological computer, and that creates a physical change just like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to take time. It's quick. It's rapid. So for people that don't know what is what what are the codes? Like what does that mean when you say that? Okay, so if you look at the back end of a website, 
Okay, the website's green, but in the back end, all you see is ones and zeros and hashes and tags and codes. So we're looking at code in the same way. We we see code in the empty space. It's like it can be cubes, tetrahedrons, different geometrical shapes. The frequency of star magic is like this kind of, it's hard to kind of describe, but it's this code that's like a life. So what it looks like is a series of kind of numbers and letters and, and geometrical patterns at the top. And then you have these strips of, of, of like transparent light down the middle and then more code at the bottom. And it always comes in that formation. It looks a little bit like a jellyfish or, or a little man on a parachute. It's the only way I can describe it. There's pictures of it in my book, Star Magic Kill the Universe. But when I went on this space, got taken up in this spaceship in 2009, they downloaded these codes into my crown chakra. And then two years later, I started seeing it everywhere in the empty space. And this is what we used to heal. So when people come to our trainings, we tune them into these frequencies and they get to be able to access it too. So when you can access this code, which we train people to do, which is very easy and not hard, then they can just drop into the space of their heart, access this information and start to create the change in the quantum field, which then manifests in the physical 3D reality. And it doesn't have to take time. So the spaceship, when you say they, who was they and what was that experience like? So there was several kind of events that kind of took me on this journey. Do you want me to talk about all of them? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So the spaceship thing came after. Mm-hmm. Before that, the first thing that happened was I was watching TV one day and my ex-wife came downstairs and she looked really scared. And she said, every time I hear these dark voices and see these dark images, and it feels like something's trying to take me away. And she said, every time I push, you know, Alea, our daughter, down the road in the pushchair, it feels like something's trying to make her push the pushchair into the middle of the road. And I looked at her and I thought, you know, this just sounds like, nuts. It sounds crazy, but you know, she's my wife. I thought, okay, I love you. What do you want to do about this? And she wanted to call her friend that was a priest. So she called her friend. This priest came around our house. The lady was putting crosses up and dousing the house and all this stuff. And I was thinking, this is mad. This is like something out of the poltergeist. So anyway, she calmed Laura down. Laura went to bed. The next day I went to see a friend of mine and I said, listen, mate, I said, you know, this really weird thing happened at home yesterday. What do you, what do you make of it? So I told him the story and he said, you've got to call this lady. So he gave me the name and the telephone number of a lady that I'd never met before. She lived like two hours away. So I phoned her up. I left a message because she didn't answer. And then she called me back and she said, what's going on? And I told her the story and she said, where do you live? I said, well, we live at 316 Richmond Road. And that was the only bit of the address I gave her. She said, hold on a minute. And the phone went quiet and I'm sat there waiting. And then she said to me, have you been knocking some walls down in your house? I said, no, we actually rent the property, but the previous owner has clearly built an extension. She said, yeah, you've got an angry old man in your house. I said, what do you mean we've got an angry old man? She said, yeah, you've got an angry old man. I said, okay, let's pretend there is an angry old man. I said, what are we going to do about it? She said, well, I'll get rid of him for you. I said, brilliant. When can you come round? She said, I don't need to come round. I can do it from here. So I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on? Right. This is so weird. You're like, you know? how much? <laughs> yeah, this is all new to me. So she told me she was going to get rid of this angry old man. So anyway, we we parted company on the phone. I went home and I said to Laura, listen, I've spoke to this lady about what happened last night. I know I didn't tell you, but it just felt like the right thing to do. 
And she reckons there's an angry old man in the house. And she turned around to me and said, yeah, I know, I've seen him. So I thought, right, okay, you're telling me there's an angry old man. This lady reckons there's an angry old man. You've never met each other. There must be some kind of common truth. So I phoned her back up. I said, listen, I don't know what you do, but I want to come and see you. I'm like a, a dog searching for a bone. When I get kind of a clue or a bit of information, I want to follow it to the end. So I went to see her. She did past life regression and she took me into one of my past lives. And I went to see her three times a week for several years. And she worked for Scotland Yards, like solving crimes, psychically, that sort of thing, when they couldn't find the murderer or whatever it was. So she was really highly skilled. So anyway, she taught me a lot of stuff, how to remote view, how to bring my light out of my body and travel, all of these different things. Shortly after meeting her, I was in a car crash in Romania. And again, I was with my ex-wife, with my children. And the taxi that I was in ran three ladies over. What happened? I was asleep in the passenger seat. The kids and the missus were in the back. And I hear a loud crash. I wake up, there's glass, there's winds, the taxi's swaying from side to side. And I think to myself, man, we're in a bad accident. We're either going to hit the oncoming traffic or the car's going to flip. And then all of a sudden we came to a stop and there's no other cars on the roads. And I think this is weird. I looked at the taxi driver. He looked petrified. I looked in front of me. There's a hole in the windscreen. I looked in the back. Our daughter, Alea, was underneath the driver's seat. There was no seatbelts in the taxi. And Laura had our son, Josh, in her arms. And both of their mouths are full of glass. And there was blood dripping down my face, but I wasn't bleeding. So I've got out of the car. I've looked about 30 meters back up the road. And there was two ladies lying on the side of the road. I looked about another 100, 150 meters, and there was what looked like a dead body. And what happened, these three ladies crossed the road. The first one came through the windscreen, smashed me in the face whilst I was asleep, got flipped over the car and died. Second one had her ankles cut off, and the third one was physically okay. So I've walked past the two ladies because a man had come out from a nearby factory. He was on the phone. I thought, there's nothing I can do. So I was just fixated on this, what looked like this dead body. So I've walked towards it. I've got closer and closer, got within about 10 meters. And I saw this energy hovering above the lady's body, which I now know is the lady's soul. But I'd never seen anything like it. Like it was crazy, not in the physical. So I'm shaking my head, trying to get this vision out of my head, but it wouldn't go. I got closer and closer and the soul just kind of like disappeared and fizzled into the ether. I've looked down at the lady's body. Her legs are wrapped up over her head. She's completely smashed up. And it was an amazing experience. Like it, it was like someone had taken an old car to the scrap heap. And I saw what happens straight after death. There's this something inside this body and it had no use for it anymore. So it just went. And I'm looking at this kind of empty vessel on the floor. I look up to the heavens and I say, thank you. And I wanted a whiskey and a cigarette. It felt like I wanted to celebrate. It was. I, it felt like I was just so grateful. Yeah, so seeing mm. death as a positive. Yeah. As the transition. Because mm. I realized there is no death. Right. You know, the energy is still there. Right. Mm. It, 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 Got it. It, it was there. You know, what, what was controlling the body was still alive. I right. saw it moving. And it looked like kind of, it looked like arms and legs and, and a body and a head, but not really. It was, there was no kind of structure to it, but you kind of sort of could make out that it was sort of longer and that, but it was transparent and I could see the fields through it and I could see the trees and the road. And so it was like this transparent frequency. Was that, that had to, cause I just want to bring it to, so that had to have also been like a feeling that you got too, that it was eternal, you know, that the spirit was eternal because I, I'm sure people can be listening and being like, to see someone dead like that, die like that is not would not give them a feeling 
of joy. So I guess I just want to like bring it back to like, that was also the feeling of understanding and knowing that the soul is eternal. Correct. Yeah. And I think as well, like seeing the complete separation mm. to realize that there is something controlling the physical body. Something is inside that physical body that is not the physical body. And the physical body really is just a vehicle. It really is just a shell spacesuit it's an avatar we come down into it and it's amazing because we get to interact with other souls and other lights other frequencies through this thing that we come into we get to kiss people hug people talk to people eat food all this sort of stuff which you can't do when you're energy so it's amazing but at the same time it's not what we are it's just temporary and I think if people can understand that and accept that there really isn't death and, and wipe out that fear we can really step into our power I think to experience death or to accept death in its totality, to realize that it's just an illusion and it's only the physical vehicle that decays and dissolves and goes to dust. Whether we burn it or bury it, it doesn't matter, but the, the energy keeps going. And I think that's beautiful. Do you feel like you were able to see that because of your work with that woman? Like, or Nah, that... because I'd never seen anything like that. I'd never seen anything like that in these, you know, not in the physical, because I wasn't seeing this in my mind's eye. Mm. This was something I was seeing, like I look, I'm looking at this cup of tea on the table. It right. was like looking at that. And that was what was crazy for me, you know, doing the past life regression. I mean, I was seeing myself in other realities inside my head. And I'd only been seeing her for maybe a month to okay. two months when this accident happened. I saw her for a lot longer afterwards. And it was only really after the accident, my healing ability started and then the journey with her really took off because I was so into this, mm. you know, after seeing that it was like the universe was smacking me around the face and saying, Jerry, wake up, you idiot. Stop doing what you're doing. We're atoms and molecules in continuous movement. We're space, we're energy. Wake the fuck up and sort your life out, man. And where were you? Like, what was that? Like kind of, what did you need to be woken up from? So like my life before star magic and before healing was very different. I used to smuggle drugs, guns. I was a criminal. I used to be involved in lots of bank frauds, uh, stealing money from banks in very clever ways. And when I met this lady who became my spiritual teacher, I started actually using the money that we were stealing from the banks and giving it to her to give to charities. So we were building water pipelines in Africa. Um, we've done work in um, the Philippines, various different places where there's people that need help. So we were giving her like bags of cash, sending it off to these different places and getting letters back. And people were saying, this is, we, you know, we, we've done this with the money and that with the money. And it made me feel really, really good. And I'd never really given in, up until that point in my life, I was very like egotistical. I just wanted, you know, Lamborghinis and Rolexes and cars and houses and designer suits and all that bullshit. You know, it's very materialistic. So to give and to actually realize that giving can feel amazing and it can reward you more than actually giving anything to yourself. It just, yeah, it kind of started to change me. A whole heap of different things kind of, it was all kind of like this big concoction. Mm. Just started to change me. The accident... The meeting this lady, giving, receiving, the, 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 the gratitude from other people. And then how yeah. were you able to get out of that life? And what like about you being a criminal, as you say, like has been shown to you through spirit and these conversations and like in your spiritual journey, like what has been shown to you about, about that part of your process? 
Well, I think being in that world was a really important part of my process. First of all, I've taken a 180 degree U-turn and to be where I am now and, and, and sharing with other people and training other people, no one's ever got any excuse that warrant, that is good enough when they come into a workshop with me or a training. No one can ever say to me, Jerry, well, you know, my mum beat me when I was younger or my dad left or I was abused or I've had no money or I grew up in this neighborhood or whatever kind of bullshit excuses they've got going on, whatever story they're telling themselves. Because where I've come from and to where I've been, where I am now, it's a huge transformation. I mean, just before that incident happened in our house, when my wife came down the stairs, we had a property business and we lost it. We were kicked out of our home onto the streets. I was out on the streets with my missus and kids. We had no money. We went from having millions to having nothing in the space of weeks. And to go through that kind of process, it was like the universe was stripping me, ready for my spiritual journey. But I didn't accept it at first because when these things started happening, I kind of took them in my stride, but I didn't really pursue the healing. I was like, people are going to think I'm crazy, man. Like all of my mates were criminals. So, you know, I had to kind of come out of that world. So I changed myself and just really worked on myself for many years. And the healings kind of were happening and happening. And then we emigrated to New Zealand. And then things kind of elevated even more. So we went to New Zealand and that got me out of my old life. When we went to New Zealand, we started a health and fitness business. We opened up a mixed martial arts gym. We were had a strength and conditioning element there. We were taking a lot of overweight people from the Maori community and we were kind of rehabilitating them physically, mentally, emotionally, and you know, helping them live better lives. Again, this was a part of the process because I was helping people change. Um, but we started this business and when we went to New Zealand, a friend of mine, who, well, my, my spiritual teacher, who'd become my friend by then, she was in a serious car accident. Her car went into a Range Rover, the gear stick had gone through a leg, her legs were broke, her ribs were broke, smashed to pieces. She got taken to a, a French hospital in Bristol in England, and the doctors had said to her, you know, you're never going to walk again. Um, you know, you could be in hospital for at least a year. And her partner phoned me up and told me this and asked if I could help. She knew that this lady had done work with me, but you know, I wasn't really into this healing. I'd had a few things happen. Like my wife one day had a headache and I thought I can take it out of your head. I don't know why I thought it, but I did. And I walked over to her and I saw the headache. It was green. And I kind of just grabbed it and pulled it out. And I was like, she got up off the bed like that. She didn't have a headache. And I was like, that's a little bit kind of weird, you know, but it just kind of happened. So things like that were happening. Anyway, we moved to England. She had a car accident. Her partner phoned up and asked if I could help. And I'm thinking, how can I help? I'm in New Zealand. She's in, in England. You know, my ego's working overtime. But my intuition said, go and get your crystals and lie on the bed. So I got my crystals. I went and laid down on the bed. And I put them on my chakras. And then all of a sudden, I was in a hospital room. And all this light started pouring out of my hands. And I kind of just knew what to do. I started putting her body back together. And I did this every day for two weeks. And then she walked out of hospital on a Zimmer frame in 12 weeks. And the doctors were kind of flabbergasted. And I was thinking, did I do something? Didn't I do something? It's just my crazy imagination. But when she came out of hospital, she phoned me up. And she said, Jerry, I woke up one night. I looked at the side of my bed and said, what are you doing here? She started talking to me. She saw me, even though I was in New Zealand. So exactly where I'd imagined myself in a hospital room. 
So I started thinking there's more to this imagination stuff than what I was taught imagination was at school. Something you make up in your head that doesn't really exist, but it's your imagination. So I realized that what is going on inside of your mind is actually a reality somewhere in the field. So this happened. And then at the same time, I met this old guy and he taught me how to meditate. I'd never meditated before. And uh, he had a pyramid in his garden and I used to go around there and he used to get me to meditate with my eyes open. And one day I'm sat there, I'm meditating and Jesus appears before me, like as, as clear as you two. And my feet turned to balls of fire. I looked down and my feet, I got flames coming off them. And he says, Jerry, you can walk any way you want in your life. Don't be frightened. So I was like, okay. And then he turned and there were some steps and he walked up these steps and I followed him. And we were in the Last Supper and I was Matthew and there's all these kind of people around the table and he's kind of given his Last Supper sermon. There's all this fruit and stuff. And I look out the window and there's a big spaceship and they were kind of showing me that spaceships, extraterrestrials have been around for a long, long time. So I'm in this experience and I get up and walk back down, back into the garden, back into my meditation. And then... Two weeks later, I had an even crazier experience. Again, I'm meditating with my eyes open and a little space pod. Only way I can describe it lands in the garden and there's a blue being inside of it. And I'd never heard of any blue beings or met any extraterrestrials. So I took my light out of my body, which this lady had taught me to do. That was obviously part of my training for this. Your lights out of your body. My lights, like my spirit. Cool. So okay. when you slow your brain waves down and you slow your heart rate down to a certain uh, frequency, right. then you can kind of step forwards out of your body and you can leave your body behind. Oh, right. And you mm. can start Is traveling. that astral planning? No. I think it's a bit different. Okay. Because you can astral travel and take yeah. your consciousness somewhere, but you can actually bring your light out of your body. So you walk around. Cool. You're actually walking mm. around and you're separated. You can turn around, you can look at your body and it just looks like a, a lump <laughs> sat in the chair. Yeah, it's a very interesting experience. Yeah. Um, but you've got to get your kind of uh, brain waves down to three to five brain cycles per second. And you want your heart rate like sub 28 beats per minute. So she taught me how to do this. So you kind of like, and it takes a little bit of practice and, and a bit of guidance and someone that you can trust too, because when you come out of your body is so amazing. A lot of the time you don't want to come back. And the other thing is when you are about to kind of pop out of your body, the ego can play up. It starts to shit itself. It's like dying. It's the only reason we're frightened of death is because the ego is going to lose its control. So, it takes a little bit of practice, but when you master it, it's, it's really cool. So I was in this meditation, took my light out of my body, went and got into this spacecraft and there's this blue being sat next to me and the kind of, this thing kind of came over the top, like a lid or a t the, the, the roof, but it was kind of like transparent. It's like a little hatchback. Sort of. Yeah. It was kind of like it didn't exist, but it did exist. Wow. And then in front of me was like this big crystal dashboard and the being was like making things happen on it with its mind. So it was kind of just sort of like I could see it, like just communicating with it. And then we just kind of shot through this portal, through this kind of white tunnel for about four seconds. And then we came out the other side and we're over a beach and water and there's like um, jungle in the background. It's really sunny. I get out of this little space pod and I walk up the beach and there's about 200 of these blue beings. I now know they're Lyrans and we were on Alpha Centauri. And at the time I was told we were on Alpha Centauri and I'd never heard of Alpha Centauri, but information was just streaming into me. Right. Like these beings, like 
they're about six and a half foot tall. They had no clothes on. All of them kind of had six packs. They were really fit and healthy. They had no, uh, they were androgynous, no male, no female. Um, I knew what they ate. I knew how long they were kind of pregnant for. All of these kind of things were just kind of like coming into me. And I walked up the beach and they came and they hugged me. And like the level of love that I experienced was just, it's indescribable. Like I just felt like I was melting on the spot and it was so beautiful that I got no words to even kind of try and explain it to anyone, but they just hugged me and it felt like I was home and it felt like I didn't ever want to leave that place. You know, it felt like I was back where I belonged. So they hugged me. I had this experience and then they kind of cleared a pathway and I walked through it, through the trees and they took me into this building, which was made by light. It was like this geometrical structure went inside and there was another blue being, but this blue being looked really ancient. And I knelt down on the floor and all of this orange light started pouring into my crown chakra. Within this light, there was these geometrical codes and it was the ones that I was trying to describe to you earlier. And it wasn't like a geometry that you see in textbooks. So it's not like Flower of Life, Metatron's Cube, all of these kind of platonic solids, things like that. None of that stuff. This was something different. So this download was happening. I don't know how long it went on for, but once it finished, two of them picked me up and they kind of frog marched me back to the space pod, stuck me inside. We flew back through the tunnel, got out of the space pod, went back into, into the pyramid and that was it. And then nothing else really happened for a couple of years. And I woke up one day and I just thought, right, we've got to go back to England. And my missus and the kids, they're like, dad, you crazy. We love it here. You know, everything's going really, really well. Business is good and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I said, listen, we've got to go back to England. They said, no. So I pestered them for like two weeks. I'm like, just, you know, we have to go back. We have to go back. And in the end I broke them down and kind of, we put a manager in charge of the gym and we flew back. Okay. So I recently got my shipment, my monthly shipment of my Symbiotica products. Two of those products I take every single freaking day, the vitamin D3 K2 liposomal delivery. I just squirt, squirt in my mouth, uh, 12 pumps every single day. And the, uh, B6, B12, um, these two not only taste great, but I have noticed that during this season, we're still in the winter months, I have, knock, knock on wood, not been sick. Um, so keeping my immunity up during this hectic season is a must. So um, not only have I been taking those two, but I've also been taking the liposomal vitamin C. This particular formula uses liposomal delivery so my body can actually absorb the nutrients and allows my body to reap all the benefits. Um, it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients too. So, you know. Immunity, amazing, yes. And also hair, skin, and nails benefit too. Um, in addition, I am also carrying with me all the time the magnesium L3 innate. These come in little packs and they are so freaking yummy. It's like a vanilla cream flavor. Sometimes I will put this on dessert. Yes, I do. If you don't know about Symbiotica, we've been working with them for a couple of years now. Sherveen, uh, one of the founders has been on the podcast many times, some of our most loved episodes. Uh, but this is a company we trust. They are a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. All of their formulas are backed by science and their supplements only contain clean plant-based ingredients without toxins or harmful chemicals. They are absolutely obsessed with making sure their products do not have toxins or harmful chemicals. Thank you so much. Okay. So if you want to try Symbiotica, you can save up to 
20% off site wide with our code almost 30. Just go to symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site wide. Do it now. Almost 30 is the code. Go to symbiotica.com, C Y M B I O T I K A. Okay, my body care routine is next freaking level. I want to walk you through it. And it is all thanks to Osea. You know them, you love them, maybe you don't. I'm going to introduce you to them, but we've been loving Osea for years. They've been making seaweed-infused products that are safe for your skin and the planet for over 27 years. They make just incredible, clean, vegan, cruelty-free products for your body and face, honestly. I have never seen my skin glow so freaking hard and I get compliments on it all the time, even in winter, okay? The winter can be drying. My skin can get so rough traditionally, but not anymore. I have been using the Andaria Body bestsellers. This is a duo. It is the Andaria Algae Body Oil and the Andaria Algae Body Butter. I have also been incorporating uh, a body brush, which exfoliates your body. You can also get on OCMalibu.com. But the Andaria Algae Body Oil, y'all, it is just so luxurious. So I shower. Okay, get this. I shower. I exfoliate all the things. I use the dry brush. And then I get out and I put on the body oil. It is so moisturizing without being sticky and gross. Some oils just like leave your skin yucky, but this is a rush of antioxidant-rich hydration that immediately softens your skin, nourishes, and firms like no other. You are going to be like, what? Are those my legs? Huh? It visibly improves sagging skin for a toned and sculpted look. It's never greasy. I'm obsessed. And then before I go to bed, I'm going to put on the Andaria Algae Body Butter. This body butter is anti-aging. It is firming. It moisturizes. This is for all skin types. It is so yummy. It honestly smells unbelievable. Um, and it has uh, ceramides in it that melt into the skin. It is ultra hydrating. You're going to have hydrated skin for like 72 hours. It's unbelievable. So those are my go-tos, but Osea has incredible face body uh, products. They have sets so you can like build your routine. I am obsessed. And of course, for our listeners, we have a discount and right now it's special just for you. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code almost30podcast at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com. And use the code almost30podcast for 10% off. England. So get back to England. I'm out running on a Sunday morning and I see some fairies flying around a tree. So I stop and I'm like... After two years. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's been two years since you've like seen It's been two years, okay. yeah. Everything's gone quiet. Okay. Were you... Hold on. Were you, were you bummed? Were you like, because I mean, to have that profound experience and to feel like you downloaded a consciousness and then have nothing, I mean, I'd I feel really lost. I was meditating all the time, but nothing was really happening. Right. And, and th- you, there was no like interaction with other things. Did you feel fr- like, because especially too, if you're feeling that love, did you crave to have it again? I like, wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted it. And I wanted to connect with these things. And and where we were in New Zealand, we're on in a place with Napier on the North Island on the East Coast. And there were these like sort of hills called Tomato Peak. And... I used to go up them. I used to drive up at nighttime, sit in my car, and I'd be like, please. Of course. You know, <laughs> of I, course. I, I really want to connect with you guys. Yes. Yeah, and I did it regularly. I'm sure. But mm-hmm. how do you explain that now? I just think that it's a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had to integrate what was happening to me with mm-hmm. these codes because 
my vi- vibration was changing all the time. I was becoming a more peaceful person. There was lots of other lessons that I had to learn too. Like whilst I was in New Zealand, like one day I got a really bad shoulder and, um, I went to see a chiropractor. I went to see a, a, a physiotherapist. I had cortisone injections in all this stuff. Nothing was helping. And it got worse and worse and worse. And it went on for about a year or so. In the end, I couldn't even do a push up. And then one day, I got this kind of thought in my head. It's because you didn't tell this person what you should have told them. There was an instructor in our gym that had pissed me off and I didn't speak my truth in that situation. Mm. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to go and tell my tr- speak my truth. And as soon as I did that, my shoulder cleared up and I went and spoke my truth and, and, and got rid of this guy and blah, blah, blah. So that happened. And I, I learned loads of other little lessons in this two years right. about, about myself and about how I needed to enforce boundaries yep. and my own energy. and Which is very 3D, like human. You know, it's like still working on those like human elements of your experience. Absolutely. But I was very 3D. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, I yeah. needed to be punched around the face at least 10 million times yeah. to kind of like get me into the right space. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. interesting too with the Lyrans, it's like that's such a common theme with extraterrestrials is telekinesis is like that's pretty much how all of them communicate. And I think in the future, that's how we will communicate is like being able to be so clear that we can like see through the like auric distractions or like whatever distractions we have in front of us because we are communicating with telekinesis whether we like it or not or know it and it's like telepathy or telekinesis yes or wait what telepathy or telepathy telepathy yeah yes or no telekinesis is moving the objects around oh yeah yeah telepathy telepathy yes sorry yeah no that's cool because that's a a theme with most aliens right is like communication through that yeah and it's fast it's rapid it's just instant and, and and as we've gone deeper on this journey, I've found that, that, that telepathy is just happening more and more. You know, I mean, these guys here sat in the room, part of the team, you know, we're, we're, the telepathic communication is just kind of like, boom, boom, boom. It's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. When we run our retreats and our workshops, we don't often have to speak to each other. You know, if, if one of us needs help or assistance, the other one just comes because you can feel and hear the thoughts, you know, and sometimes you think they're, they're your own thoughts, but really it's someone else communicating with you. We yeah <laughs> yeah we honestly it's very clear <laughs> very very clear. um and that was when you i did the healing with you two last week i mean you guys are like sisters you know it's a real strong bond so yeah. it's not surprising you know we had a few lives together yeah truly i i'd love to kind of talk about that healing and and the power of i think the past lives piece was really interesting so how do past lives relate to what's happening physically in the body, what's happening emotionally. I know you touched on it before, but I would love to kind of like pull that thread for people so they can understand exactly what's happening. If they feel like maybe they're carrying something that isn't theirs or maybe what it is from a past life, but they don't know it's a past life, it can be very heartbreaking, you know, to not know what this heaviness is or anger. So I'd love to just kind of dig into that part of your work. Yeah, so... If you look at someone's physical ailments, injury, illness, disease, whatever it is, it has a trigger. And you could say, for example, someone could have like liver cancer, okay? The liver is guilt, it's anger, like every body part means something. So someone could have guilt and anger issues that could stem from childhood. For example, a a girl could have been abused by a father. So she's going to be angry that that happened. And over... 10, 15, 20 years, it can manifest in this this tumor, 
But I can pretty much guarantee you that that is just a very superficial level of the healing. So we could go into the childhood trauma and we could heal that. And the tumor may shrink a little bit. But to really get it to go, you've got to go in and find the deepest root trigger in the quantum field that created this. So we could go back to 1922, we could go back to 1851, we could go back to 1402 and have three other realities where there was similar experiences that created this guilt, anger, whatever it is. And we could kind of collapse those timelines, shift the soul into healing in those realities, but it's still not going to shrink that tumor. It's not going to dissolve that tumor because there is an underpinning one real deep. And what we have to do is to find the deepest possible root cause in whichever life or reality that exists in the quantum field. When you go in and you unplug them from that data stream by collapsing the reality, changing the timeline, there's lots of different kind of ways we've got of doing this. But as soon as you un unplug them from that, every single reality linearly that sits on top of it is going to fall down. Like you're blowing up the foundation of a building and all the bricks fall down. So you pull that that, that, that main cause, that main trigger point out from the equation, everything else dissolves and the tumor disappears. How long does it take you, I guess, in a healing to find the root? Like, is it challenging to find roots? It depends. I mean, I had a lady in China recently with a, a tumor on her um, kidney and within a minute it had gone. We did this, we used this kind of way of healing. I call them ways, not method, not techniques, because they're not techniques. We used this star magic way of healing, uh, collapsed the original trigger point. She was unconscious, like out drifting, journeying for maybe 40 minutes. But it took like 15 seconds to, to kind of like get the job done. She went back for a scan the next week. There's no tumor. So... It's quick. It's fast. Other people, it could be one or two healing sessions. It just depends, mm -hmm. you know, it's, but it doesn't take long. Wow. So with her, what was her original trigger point? Like if people could have an example of like, what would be a trigger point that would lead to that? And then does it show up in every lifetime? Or is not it necessarily. Just, okay. No, I mean, a soul could be having multiple experiences right now in the quantum fields and they could be having a thousand experiences, but only 81 of them are to do with this or three of them are to do with this particular illness or disease or whatever it is. So it's just about finding the deepest one, unplugging it and the rest will just collapse. Her original trigger point was fear. The kidneys resemble fear and flow and it was in her right kidney. So it was to do with when she was a man in another reality and that man had gone to war and he had been betrayed by someone that was very close to him. And so he was in fear of trusting people, which meant she was in fear of trusting people in this reality. She carried that kind of like aspect, that subconscious belief system that if I trust this person, something bad is going to happen to me. So once we unplug them from that, boom, this is gone. Have you met with any resistance to your work as, you know, for someone to say, oh, my tumor's gone, you know, and like, has there any been been any resistance from whether it's the medical field, government, anything like that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember when I first started Star Magic, the imagery that I used, I had like this energy like coming out of my hands. Yeah. And I, that was on my website at the very start. And so lots of they, they doctors, the pharmaceutical people, they created these websites and they were saying, Jerry thinks he's Harry Potter and all this kind of stuff. And they wrote, 
literally pages and pages and pages of stuff calling me a quack, calling me all this sort of stuff. And I just thought that was really positive because at the end of the day, I must be doing something right if they want to come after me like that. So yeah, I mean, there was, all of that happened and that still happens, you know, but I see it as a positive because if I'm, if I'm, if I'm doing good work yes. and getting results, that's why they're coming after me. So mm-hmm. So within, yes, and within other timelines, you know, when you're doing the past life regression, could you get people if they were Atlantean or if they were Lumerian, like, is there different, or if they're starseeds beings, like, is is it just human experience that is, is that we're able to tap into? Or what is that? What kind of experiences can we tap into? No, I mean, I'll give you an example. Um, I was in Romania running a training two years ago. And this girl walked into the training and she had scabs all over her face and she put makeup on to try and cover it up. I felt so sorry for it because she was obviously feeling really kind of, you know, mm. paranoid and self-conscious mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. And I said, you know, what's, what's the matter? She said, I've got, I'm on kidney dialysis. So she was kind of yellow and her whole face broken out and all these scabs. And, you know, she was in a really, really bad way. So... On, I think it was the third or the fourth day of the training, we laid her down on the healing bed and you can give someone energetic body parts, which might sound a bit crazy to some people. Um, Even last year at the Conscious Life Expo, a lady came to me that didn't have a gallbladder and her bile and acid in her body was crazy. So I, I stuck in an energetic gallbladder. She's never had any problems since. So, and that was just in a 15 minute healing session, sat at a booth with a million people walking around, you know, it was really busy and loud and noisy. So, you know, just these things can happen quick with this lady in Romania. We laid her down and I took her up onto a spacecraft and we gave her two new energetic kidneys. Then I was asking, please show me something I don't know. I need to find the root cause of this kidney issue. So we went back to the Andromeda Wars and I saw her in a spacecraft being chased by two negative beings. And she was hiding in this kind of like uh, like star cluster, this kind of like this hole in this rock. Anyway, she got they, they found her, she got taken, she got tortured, all of this sort of stuff. I was explaining to her kind of what I was seeing as this was happening. She was in tears, like really, really emotional. And she started to kind of tap into the reality that was happening. And she was remembering it and she became very traumatic for her. But she screamed and cried and released so much of this trauma through the experience. So anyway... I, I went to speak to her as an extraterrestrial in this other experience and brought that that part of her soul, which is obviously fragmented into healing, changed the timeline, brought her back from the spaceship into her body, and she's never used dialysis since. So all of these realities, whether you know it's extraterrestrial, whether it's human, I mean, even animals, you know, people's souls have been animals, trees, mountains, all sorts of different experiences. Mm-hmm. So nothing cool. is kind of out of the be a mountain. Mm-hmm. Out of the is ordinary. That chill? <laughs> it must be chill. <laughs> if you're just like a mountain. <laughs> like, that'd be cool to just tap into like a mountain timeline. You're like, mm, hello. <laughs> you're just like yeah, people are climbing on me a lot this year. I want to talk about, um, you said, you mentioned like within her timeline, there was like dark energies. So that's something that with, I guess what's going on right now is sort of like an unbalance between sort of the dark energies that from what I perceive are overriding our consciousness and sort of have control over us, whether that's Matrix or Reptilian or Draco. And so I do want to talk about ways in which that they use different practices to control our consciousness and how we can 
work against that? Yeah, I mean, it's a really good question. So, I mean, there's lots of mind control towers and devices pumping out frequencies into our environment, left, right, and center. And, and thoughts can be implanted into our consciousness. And a lot of the time, they're not our own thoughts. Like to give you an example, I mean, I used to be addicted to like cocaine and different drugs, pornography. You know, I was addict addicted to like sex for a long time. And I used to watch a lot of porn, go to brothels, that sort of thing. And even now, like I could be there, sat there, let's say in the living room and I'll get up to walk to the kitchen. And I have this thought in my head, go and watch this channel or whatever it is. And when it first used to happen, it used to get me. I, I used to think it was my own thought thing. No, oh, that's a great idea. You know, so I go and switch the laptop on or whatever. And then I started to realize these thoughts aren't my own. And then you start looking at where these thoughts come from and you see other beings firing them into your head. It normally happens when your brain chemicals are tipped. You could have had some sugar or some alcohol, or you've kind of like you're changing direction and you're moving from one scene to another. So you're not a hundred percent present. You know, they're really clever. And a lot of this stuff is automatic. Like we're playing a game and they have these things called frequency fences. So when your, your frequency hits a certain vibration, then it triggers the game and the game will get people in your environment, husbands, wives, sons, daughters, friends, business partners, whoever, to say certain things that will trigger you to bring your vibration back down. So you're constantly kind of in flux and in a battle in a way. If you don't know the game, it's kind of impossible to win. But when you do know the game and you know what you're up against, then you can start to navigate your way through this game. And like I said earlier about being present and living in your heart, the best way to navigate your way through this game is to create space. And the only way you're going to do that is by living in your heart. If you're living in your heart and you're on that frequency of unconditional love, you have clarity. You have a high levels of awareness. And you can see and feel everything that is taking place in your space. And there is much, there is lots of space between you and what is happening. You can make a different choice. You can make a different decision. You can either decide to engage in the infiltration or you can decide to realize it's infiltration and not engage. But it is a minefield because, you know, people have beings living inside their bodies. You like know, parasites? We, parasites. We call them shadow parasites. Mm -hmm. And the reason I call them shadow parasites is because... If you look at a normal parasite, for example, there's parasites that live in the jungle. And what they'll do is they'll infiltrate a caterpillar and they'll make the caterpillar climb to the top of the tallest tree and explode. And then all of the juices and that go over the trees and the leaves, all the other caterpillars come and eat it. Then the parasite gets into all the other caterpillars. And then they all climb to the top of the tallest trees and they all explode. And that's how the parasite grows. So it takes over the consciousness of the of the being it's inside of, and the being just becomes like a host, like an avatar, and the parasite controls it. These shadow parasites live in human beings. They live in the fields of human beings, and they also can control human beings externally and make human beings do certain things. You know, a lot of people that commit horrific crimes, like walking into a school and shooting a load of people, they don't really know they were doing it. They were taken over. They were just a tool. And it's really easy to kind of mind control someone and take over their consciousness and make them to do that if you know what you're doing. So exactly. hu humans do that and also other beings do that too. Would you, I guess I'm wondering what your exp explanation or understanding of depression is as it relates to those shadow parasites? Uh, 
Sometimes. Okay. So if someone has depression, there will have been some kind of trigger point that created it. And when that original kind of trigger happens, generally that person's gone into fear. And what happens is on a subconscious level, that person is like, oh, just please help me. I just want to get out of this mess. And these beings are talking to them. We'll help you. We'll help you. And they kind of do a deal on a subconscious level. And the con- there's a contract that's entered into between the being and the person. And that being kind of lives precariously through that avatar feeding off of their low vibrational energy. And in return, they kind of help them in that moment. But the deal isn't really a kind of a, a, a balanced deal. You know, they might have helped them a little bit in that moment. But once they're inside, that's it. Boom. They're feeding for an entire lifetime or maybe several lifetimes because these beings can stay with the soul and move from one body to another. How do you get rid of shadow parasites? It depends on the parasite. Mm -hmm. The best way is to love it into submission. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will go to battle with them. And sometimes you kind of do have to go in and, and, and work and be a bit more fierce with these things. But in an ideal scenario, these things are losing their home. So you want to be kind to them. Like if I came to your house and said, listen, get out of your house, give me your belongings and fuck off. You'd be like, fuck you, Jerry. You'd put up a fight. You wouldn't stand for that. And these things are the same. We're coming in and we're taking them from their home. So they get a little bit scared. So they want to stay. So you've got to kind of talk to them. What we'll generally do, the way we train people is we'll open up the heart. We'll open up the navel. We'll find a way in. We'll see what we're dealing with and we'll communicate. Um, we've got certain structures that we put around the human being with certain codes that we use so that once we take the beings out from the human, we send them through a portal. And the code that we use is like a, a navigation system, like a sat nav, and it will take the being to whichever vibrational space they're supposed to go to. Ideally, we want, to go, want them to go back to source, but sometimes they've got lessons to learn, so they'll go to a different dimensional space, different density. So we've got techniques that, that allow that to happen, but we'll communicate with the being. And in an ideal world, you want to kind of, you know, cuddle them and, and kiss them. We had this girl that lived in New York that came to our training in England and she's the best person that I've ever seen removing shadow parasites. And she used to pick them up. She'd stroke their heads. She'd cuddle them. What do they look like? It depends. I mean, yeah. they could look like um, snakes. They can look like Whoa. beetles, spiders. Sometimes they can be really deformed, weird-looking entities with multiple legs and arms. Whoa. So, I mean, mm. I, I, I've seen them strangling people from the inside and people choking to death. Oh. You know, I, I had a lady years ago, not years ago, but three years ago, one of the first mind-body-spirit festivals that we went to, this lady was walking down the aisle towards our stand, and she was like, boom. She looked massive. She had like hands with like shovels, big shoulders. And she, she walked up to me <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> and she put her fingers in her mouth and she ripped, she was ripping her mouth like that. Oh my God. She looked into my eyes and she said, fuck you. <gasps> and it was the being talking to me because it right. didn't want to be near me because it knew I was going to take it out. So I oh. sat down in the chair. There was two beings inside of it. I pulled one out for her throat and one out through her heart. And as soon as we took these beings out, her hands went back to like these really beautiful, slender female hands. Her shoulders like went back to like normal size. Her face changed, looked about 20 years younger, just in in the matter of minutes. And she was so happy. The light came back into her eyes. Her eyes were dark before. She looked withdrawn and depleted, you know, just like something sucking her energy. And as soon as it had gone, she she just shapeshifted back and changed. 
Okay. Small actions are pretty major. I was uh, walking down the street the other day in the morning. I was on my way to the gym and I wasn't on my phone and was consciously doing so. I, I was head up looking around, just kind of noticing things about my neighborhood and the people. And I smiled at a few people that walked by. And surprisingly, this is not a common occurrence, but they smiled back. And I know that me smiling at them somehow impacted their moment in in the day and it impacted me to get a smile back. And I don't know. I was just like, wow, these like small little things that we can do can have some pretty big benefits. Um, and it just reminds me how small things we can do for our health make a huge whole body difference. Uh, one of those things I do is Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. It has just made such a difference in my gut skin, uh, and I know it has improved my heart health. Um, it is a just two little capsules that make a huge, huge impact on your health, just two capsules a day. I've been taking Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic for about four years now, almost. Oh my God, it's been a long time, maybe three years. And I... I have never been more regular, which I love. It makes me feel really good. Um, my skin has been clear, which is so nice. Um, and I have experienced a huge reduction in bloating. So I know it works because there have been a couple weeks here and there where I forget to bring seed on vacation with me or when I'm traveling. And y'all, all of those symptoms come back. <laughs> it's kind of wild. So I've just noticed such a difference. Um, and it's easy to fit into my daily routine. I have it laid out every single morning. I take it on an empty stomach first thing in the morning. And it just sets off a chain reaction of really good habits throughout the day. So if you are not taking care of your gut you must. Okay. This is the central hub for various pathways through the body and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, your immune system, and so much more. Seed is different because they have a patented capsule in capsule design, um, which means the fragile bacteria can survive the journey all the way in your DI tract from shipping to your door where it works best in your body. So um, it's uh, it's a very unique thing that Seed has. Um, and DSO-1 was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics and the microbiome. They are all about the science. So if you want to read more about the science, please go to their website. Um, and I just love that it comes to my door every single month. My refill is there, so I never have to worry about it. So trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash almost 30 and use code 25almost to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed, S-E-E-D.com slash almost with the code 25almost. So let me ask you, why is it that money and speaking are two of women's biggest fears? Why is it that money and speaking are two of women's biggest fears. Because a woman who speaks her truth, her stands in her power and claims her abundance is one of the most powerful forces on this planet. Technically, she's the threat. Technically, she is the change. She is brave and she's the new coming into this form. London, this year, I am doing an event with my dear friend, Victoria Washington, one of the most powerful women I know, for a two-day voice and wealth immersion. This is a very intimate small group event for change makers and leaders, people that want to step into their voice, 
claim their abundance, and really become the powerful being that they came here to be. Victoria and I are elated to be returning back to London for a transformative weekend together, combining two of the most powerful mediums for any entrepreneur and for any being on this planet, really. Your voice is your unique sound. It's your expression. It's your speech. It's how you connect with the world. It's how you share with the world who you are. Your wealth is your identity. It's your financial expression. It's your embodiment. Your wealth is actually a state of being. So the bottom line is when you attune to your voice, your true actual voice, and you step into your true wealth, you stop being afraid to speak and you start sharing a message that reaches thousands, maybe millions, and reaches people in the right way. So during our two days together at this immersion happening in April on the 12th through the 14th in London, you're going to break through any fears that are holding you back, anything that's holding your real voice hostage, allow you to take the stage to receive valuable, honest feedback that will shift the way you embody and share your expression with the world. We'll be covering making money as a public speaker, content creator and thought leader, how to seamlessly infuse powerful storytelling and auditory learning into your offers and experiences, pitching yourself to podcasts and larger networks without the awkward sleaze, building a reputable brand with the power of your voice, viewing your voice as a currency that is intrinsically linked to your wealth identity, and embodying a peaceful relationship with money that serves as a medium for you to earn greatly for your gifts. This is going to be an intimate group. I am so excited to be there. We're going to help you make money, be yourself, and change the world this April in London at a small group immersion on wealth and the voice with Victoria Washington. So happening April 2024, the 12th through the 14th, you can get tickets online for this event. Go to IamVictoriaWashington.com slash London Immersion. That's IamVictoriaWashington.com slash London Immersion. That's IamVictoriaWashington.com slash London Immersion. You can also go to my Instagram. It's Krista, I-T-S-K-R-I-S-T-A, and it's in link and bio. That's I-T-S-K-R-I-S-T-A on Instagram. And the link for the London Immersion on Voice and the Wealth is in my bio. And she was normal again. Is there a contract to them with the soul? Because where, where, that's the, the one thing with all like dark entities and stuff like that is like, you have to be in agreement, correct? Like on a soul level, like you've agreed to that experience. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there has to be a, an, an agreement in place. And that's what I think about with like dark energies and like reptilians even. It's like they make it known and it's our consciousness and conscious choice to like engage in whatever programming that is like happening. But we can feed that energy. Like you're saying, it's there and it's available. And, you know, I used to be really kind of like, I used to love going to battle with these things and all that sort of stuff because it's exciting. But now I've got a whole different mindset. And my mindset now is just kind of let them do their thing. And just, if they come into my space, I'll deal with it. And if they come into a client's space, I'll deal with it. But otherwise just let them be let them do their thing. I'm just going to work on raising the vibration of what I, you know, of, of, of my clients, of, of, of the people that come to my workshops and, you know, and myself and, and, and whatever they do is entirely up to them. I mean, I, I, I've had some crazy experiences with reptilians. I was in Turkey and I was working on this lady. She was laid down on a healing couch and a Baphomet came in behind me, you know, those kind of like goats with horns, mm. like the devil. Mm. And it's, it came in real quick. It started pumping fire in through my back and the, the fire kind of came to here before I managed to see it. And I stopped it. I pushed it back out of my space and then got rid of it, continued my healing. That night I went to the gym 
and I'm sat in the sauna on my own and there's a wooden door with a little kind of like glass yeah. bit and there's a reptilian and these other two beings that are like dinosaurs like they're looking through at me I'm thinking what the fuck man this oh is crazy oh my god you're <laughs> like trying go to the door and you're like yeah. lock <laughs> so I've kind of they, 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 they looked at me for a bit and then they went and then I've kind of come out of um, the sauna the next day um, I'm having dinner with this lady and another one comes through the wall and tries to stab me in my kidney. So I've jumped out of my body and I'm having a battle in kind of like four or five D with this thing. I've got a bow and arrow and I'm firing <laughs> arrows of light. So wild. Yeah. And I'm having dinner with this lady at the same oh, time. It was nuts. God. So in these kind of two different places. <laughs> You're like, keep eating your pasta. I know, yeah. <laughs> so that happened. I managed to kind of like get rid of this thing. And then the next day, I'm looking around this temple and my daughter calls me from England. She said, dad, I've just been pulled off of my horse by two green beings and they're eating my womb. So I've kind of tuned in and she's on the floor like that up against the gate. So I've managed to get these beings off her and like her period was not right for about a year, you know? And then the next night, um, they came into my son's bedroom and tried to attack him. So we, we've had these kind of like, you know, little battles with them, you know, as star magic has grown, they've kind of tried to kind of stop it in different ways, but you know, we're kind of versed in it now and accept it. And, and, and if we have to kind of go in and deal with this stuff, then we just deal with it, but they are there and they do try and infiltrate. But the main thing to remember for anyone listening is that you've got to stay in love. It doesn't mean you've got to be soft and nice, but you've got to stay in love, open your heart. They don't like it, but you do have to enforce your boundaries energetically sometimes. And the best way to do that is with your willpower. When you're kind of fighting or battling or working against these energies, you have to know that nothing can harm you. Nothing can, nothing is more powerful than you. If you raise your energy and expand yourself and be strong and enforce your boundaries and say, no, you can push anything out of your space. They'll try and put thoughts into your head and try and break you down. But if you just stay strong, you'll overcome anything. Mm. You have two kids. Yeah. And so what has that been? Have you just always communicated this with them? I know that this started to happen when they were young or yeah. you know, awareness of it. I mean, I w they, they grew up with me being like, you know, wanting to be a 3D dad to start with, you know? So, I mean, my journey started 14 years ago. So my son was like one at the time and my daughter was three. So probably after two or three years, I started to, you know, talk to them about this stuff and encourage them you know, to meditate and stuff. I mean, one thing that we're kind of really well known for now is our guided meditations. And the way that I started doing these was with my children. We used to get up in the morning and, but you know, they, they, they don't go to school anymore, but I took them out when they were 10, but, but when they were still going to school, I used to get them up in the morning before school and tell them a story. And the story would turn into this crazy elaborate, you know, adventure where we'd go into a tree and meet pixies and fairies and, you know, connect with these energies and stuff and ride on butterflies. And so that's how I kind of developed the technique that we use now to kind of take people on all of these journeys. It was with my kids, you know, they, they, they were very receptive and they helped me and encouraged me and were really keen to go on these journeys and dad, dad, can we do this? Can we, can you tell us another story? Blah, blah, blah. But really it was a meditation. So they've been exposed to it there that they can heal themselves. I mean, we were in Turkey on holiday um, a couple of years back and a cat had broke its leg. And my son, Josh, he'd gone down, he'd got the cat and um, he'd picked it up 
and he held the cat in his hands. It was a little kitten. And he said, dad, you know that, um, the, the man from Egypt with the big nose. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, well, I got him to come in and I called upon <laughs> the energy of the moon and the sun and we shined it through the cat's leg and look, it's legs back together again. Is that Thoth? Thoth, yeah. So, yeah, like the kids can heal. Um, they've been to so many trainings now mm. as well. So they just know this stuff. I mean, the kids, it's, it's so natural mm. for the kids to do this stuff. They just tap in and, and just play and it just happens. It's like a game for them. It's only adults you've got to really kind of break down and recondition. But kids just know it. Yeah, there's like no second guessing, you know, with yeah. it, which is so amazing. With your um, meditations, you use light language, right? And then symbols are like, because I want to talk about like the imagery that you use, what that is, and then what is happening with the light languaging or what's the transmission? So every single meditation, you will never find the same, us doing the same meditation twice. So every time we do a guided meditation, whether it's online or whether it's with a group in whatever country, it's different. You could come to a third activation workshop 10 times. It would be completely different because we're working with a different group of souls, a different energy, a different frequency. So even though we're activating the pineal glands, we work in the moment and we work with the group frequency. So, you know, on our meditation library, on our website, we got over 200 meditations, you know, they're all different. So we don't have a plan when we go into meditation. We just drop into our heart, we connect, and we go on a journey. And the journey could be to another planet. It could be through portals to download codes in different temples, just depending on what the universe has got in store for us, for us based on the group frequency that we're working with. So we can be connecting to the stars, to the earth. Knowledge comes from the stars. Energy comes from the earth. So you've got masculine and feminine frequencies. The light language that we transmit is really the language of the soul. So a lot of people try and understand light language by trying to understand it. And you're never going to be able to do that. The only way you're going to be able to understand it is by kind of being in the space and allowing the light language into your consciousness, just to hear it and absorb it into your soul. And then the frequency kind of goes down into your cells and then it starts to transmit the message to you. So you kind of like, it's like, you know, the message, you feel the message, and then it kind of translates into human words. But if you listen to it and think, what, what does that mean? You're not going to get a direct translation. Cause it's like, what does it sound like again? It's like, yeah. that sort of thing. Yes. So that will be understood sort of by your soul. Yeah. And, and if people close their eyes and they feel that stuff, it shifts them massively. And what we do is we have light language transmissions and light codes. So we've got an artist. I'll do a transmission, give it to the artist, and the artist will draw the symbolic code. So you can go to the website, click on the code, stare at it, listen to the transmission. So it affects you kind of auditorily, visually, and it just shifts your right brain, your heart opens, your cells vibrate, and it just completely transforms you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If you can kind of just sit down and be with light language, even if you don't understand on any level, it will just do things to you, which is so positive. Yeah. We had a womb awakening ceremony with two healers from London and they did light language healing, which was really profound. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. I love it. Um, but it, I was just thinking how, is it like the, is it the humanness in us that is like wanting to make everything logical, mm -hmm. you know, like, because I, I think there are probably a lot of people listening right now that are like, 
It's not logical. Okay, wait, can you go back and tell me like how it actually works? You know, and same with you just said regarding light language and whatnot, like how you can't try to translate it or figure it out. It is like the receiving of it and the getting out of one's own way. It's what I heard and like opening your heart and coming from your heart. So is that the humanness? Is that like kind of a darkness that's trying to like make it logical? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the, it's the human element of us. It's, it's the left brain, it's the masculine brain, it's, it's the, the part of the brain that can only process things that are stacked on shelves and, you know, linear, which is efficient in this 3D world. If you want to meet someone at three o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, it's good. That sort of thing is good. But when you're working with energy, and you're in the quantum field, everything is vibration. Mm. And you can't really understand vibration with your left brain. Your right brain gets it. The right brain can process billions of bits of data per second. The left brain is like seven bits of data per second. So it's a massive difference. So for anyone listening, the best thing to do is to try and not understand it. Don't try and see anything. Don't try and feel anything. Just close your eyes, take some nice long deep breaths, listen to a meditation, listen to a light language transmission, and don't have any expectation whatsoever. Just listen to it and feel and absorb it and let it do to you what it's supposed to do to you and then see how you feel afterwards. And just do it for a week, two weeks. Don't just do it for a day. Do it for a little bit of time. Give your body and your soul the chance to absorb it and shift, you know? Last question for me. What would be one way that our community or listeners can connect and like drop into their heart? Like what are some tips for dropping into your heart? So I would say if you're new to this stuff, like close your eyes, take away the external stimulus, Put a pair of headphones on so you can't hear anything. Go into the silence and then breathe in through your nose down to the pit of your stomach. No shallow breathing because if you breathe into your chest, you're going to activate your fear receptors. If you breathe into your belly, you're going to activate your calm receptors. So take some nice long deep breaths and then bring your awareness consciously into the center of your chest. And then you can just imagine that your heart is like a flower. You know, and as you're breathing, just consciously see the flower bloom and allow it to bloom and allow energy to pour out from the center of you and just see like a pink energy just flowing out and out and let it surround you. Let it fill up your space, the whole room that you're in and just keep breathing, allow it to come out into, into the space and then just breathe that frequency back in. That's the the, the, the kind of easiest way to come into your heart. Now, the mind can still be active. And that's one of the biggest problems. So a little trick that you can use to shut your mind up, and you two can try it now to to prove to people that it works, okay? So if you imagine, right, that your mind is like a garden. It's not, not not a garden, a tree, okay? And in the tree, there are birds. And you're like a hunter that wants to shoot these birds. So the birds are never going to fly out from the tree because they're going to get shot. Now, if you imagine that your thoughts inside your head, which is the tree, okay, are little birds and you're the hunter. I want you to look up into your own minds, like consciously look up and ask yourself this question. What is the next thought that's going to come into my head? What is the next thought that's going to come into my head? Look up into your mind and see what happens to your thoughts. So because they're going to get shot, then there's none. There's none, exactly. Mm -hmm. 
you enter the present moment like within a second. There's no thoughts. You're completely centered. So that's just a little trick that people can use. If their mind is just, you know, most people having 60 to 90,000 thoughts every single day. Most of them are repeat from the day before and the day before, just bullshit thoughts. But this is just a quick way of just shutting it down. Mm. Look at it. What's the next thought that's going to come into my head? Boom, mm. you're present. Then consciously go into your heart, breathe, open it. Mm. And again, it takes practice because we're so conditioned to get caught up in our environment, to think about what we're going to do tomorrow, to think about what we didn't do yesterday, to think about the person that upset me three years ago that I just can't get over, whatever it is, you know? So it takes a little bit of practice. So where people fall down on this spiritual journey is discipline. People aren't disciplined enough. If you want to go to the gym and get in shape, you've got to go every day or five times a week and you've got to train hard. You've got to eat good foods. You know, you can't go once a week and expect to, to transform. This is the same. Give an hour back to yourself every day to do a little bit of meditation, do a bit of Qigong, do the things that are going to stimulate your nervous system, activate your pineal glands, open your heart. And we have all these tools on our website. Which is starmagic.com? Starmagichealing.com. Starmagichealing.com. Yeah. Can, you, can you speak to what Star Magic does? So for us, it's about freedom. Okay. The human race, the majority of the human race is not free. They're not sovereign. We came to this planet to be sovereign. We came here to expand and to shine our powerful lights and express our own divinity. But most people aren't doing that. When you work with star magic, it is going to recalibrate. It's going to realign. It's going to shift you into a new vibrational space where you become more confident, where you speak your truth, where you discover your mission and you start to exercise it and you start to live it and you start to make up your own rules and regulations and start to play the game of life, how you want to play it, how you should play it, how you came here to planet before you signed up for this earthly mission. The frequency of star magic will go straight into your cells and shift you on a subatomic level. It's going to clear all of that parallel life trauma that is holding you back and stopping you stepping forwards. And you're going to stop believing. And that is important because believing is dangerous. You're going to stop believing and you're going to start knowing who you are. Because when you believe, if you look at a belief or any belief system and you see where that belief came from, it came from a thought. And that thought came from another thought. And if you trace any thought back to its origin, it's going to come out with time, distance, or measurement. None of those exist in the quantum fields. So time, distance, measure, distance, and measurement are all illusory, which makes every single belief system a concept. But when you transcend those belief systems and you come into that space where you know yourself, nothing can beat knowing, nothing can trump it. And when you know yourself, you step fully into your power and then you don't give a shit. You just decide, this is who I am, and I'm going to express myself in all of my glory. And this is what Star Magic will do for you. Mm. Help you step into your power, unleash that lion, that lioness that's lying inside of you. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. So where is it? Where can everyone connect with you? Starmagichealing.com. You'll get access to our Instagram pages, our Facebook pages. We've got events all over the world every month of the year. And at these events, do people come to be healed or become healers? We have two-day workshops um, where people come to have their pineal gland activated or, you know, 
step into the frequency of the heart. Different. We have different mm. workshops for different oh. things. The two dayers, okay. and then we have five day trainings and seven day trainings. So we've got level one, two, three, and four. Level one and two are five days. Level three is a, is a seven day. Level four is a seven day. So people come to those trainings and we help them remember star magic. We don't teach them anything because mm. they already know this stuff. We just need to trigger the remembrance. So we have an academy. People can join the academy once they've been to the training. And the aim is to come and work in our healing centers. We're in the process of, of, of building our first one at the moment in Madeira, a little island near Portugal. So the aim is to train people up to go and heal, run these training groups and these facilitated trainings. Um, you know, once it's up and running. So that's why we're training people. I had no plan on training people, but these blue beings came to see me again and showed me these healing centers and said, you got to build them. And I said, well, if I build them, who's going to run them? They said, well, you got to train people. And that's the whole reason we started training people mm. just to work in these healing centers. These liarins are responsible for a lot. Wow. <laughs> you know, we're just kind of following orders really. Mm. I love that. I'm so grateful. Our healing was awesome. Mm -hmm. So profound. Um, and I'm really thankful that you came and had this conversation with us. It was really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for having me. So grateful. Yes. All right, guys, we will see you soon. Love you. We love you. Goodbye. Thank you so much to Jerry Sargent. You can find out more at starmagichealing.com. And thank you all for listening. It means the world to us. We are here for you as always, and we will see you on the next one. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs>